And welcome back, everyone, to another episode of This Show is All About You, a show about all the ways in which you and me connect as we and what that means for all of us. I am your host, J.D.K. Winnikin, and you can find out more about me at my website, which is wordsbyjdk.com, and on my social media feeds at Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, look up my name, W-Y-N-E-K-E-N. You'll find me there. I would love to hear from you, chat a little bit about the show and anything else that is on your mind. So welcome back. This is episode 46 of this show for November 22nd, 2021, and the title of today's show is Thanksgiving hits and myths. <laughs> the word myth, I know it's it's a real reach. <laughs> I'm getting eye rolls in the studio, <laughs> but nevertheless, that Thanksgiving hits and myths. Uh, and the haiku for today goes like this: In all that we have, do receive and give away. To thank is human. In all that we have, do receive and give away. To thank is human. And uh, that's what we're going to talk about. And speaking of thanks, uh, before we get started on today's show, I'd like to extend uh, thanks again to the sponsor of this program, Airway Science for Kids. Uh, Airway Science for Kids is a nonprofit based in the Portland, Oregon area that provides life and career pathways for underserved youth in aviation and aerospace, in which there are hundreds of possible career choices uh, for people to develop. And not only do they help Uh, Kids of all ages find those pathways towards those careers if they so choose them. But they also help uh, students learn how to empower themselves, advocate for themselves, and be sources of change and growth in their own lives, in their families, and that of their communities. So if you'd like to find out more about what Airway Science does, uh, you can uh, take a look at their website, airsci.org, A-I-R-S-C-I.org. Or you can reach out to them directly via email at at info at airwayscience.org or airside.org, either one. So thank you to them, uh, and I'm very thankful for them <laughs> for sponsoring the show, as well as for the amazing work that they do every day with kids uh, and community. They're really inspiring, uh, and I'm not the only one who thinks that. <laughs> so nevertheless, let's uh, go ahead and move on. Um, yes, I'm in a better mood this week <laughs> than I was last week, uh, but I want to extend my thanks on that theme. To everyone who provided feedback on what one of my listeners uh, called my Boeing on Blast episode last week uh, uh, about Boeing uh, company and the, uh, the 737 MAX crashes on the settlement that they had with that. I really appreciated the feedback on that and the support. And uh, I am happy to say uh, that I learned today that that uh, episode did make its way uh, to some people in the company, um, which I'm really excited about and really appreciative for. Uh, so thanks to those people. Uh, they know who they are. Um, we'll see. And if anything comes out of it, I'll be sure to, to share it with you. Now, today, hopefully, it's a bit more of an upbeat topic, but hopefully it'll be just as heartfelt uh, for you and for me as last week. And that's about giving thanks. It is Thanksgiving week for the holiday here in the United States. And as I mentioned a few weeks ago at the top of November, you know, talking about the holidays in general, uh, these holidays that we consider to be so traditional, Right, are actually uh, very malleable um, and change over time. In fact, they they say a lot more about where we are in the present than honestly what we really bring from the past in a lot of ways. Um, and when we think about it, Thanksgiving is one of those holidays that is both commemorative and celebratory. Right? I've talked about our holidays tend to be one or the other, uh, but the ones that are both can sometimes get a bit tricky. Um, and this is one of them because Giving thanks or having thanks 
it's a pretty big umbrella to fit things under, right? So this holiday can mean different things to different people because uh, we can be thankful to something, and that usually says a lot about how we as individuals might view the divine, for example, that we're thanking to. Um, we're also thankful for things, usually things we've received or gotten or learned, whatever that case may be. Whatever it is, how we feel about thanks and giving <laughs> and the holidays themselves might tell us at bare minimum, tell us about where our priorities are, what's taking up the most attention for good or for bad in our own minds, in our own lives. And sometimes I think that's why holidays, can, for some people, can be really joyful because that's where, what they're experiencing. And for others, it can be more painful because they're going through difficult things at the time. And, and holidays tend to highlight those. Right, so I would ask you to think about what are the things that when you think about being thankful for or to, what comes up? Is it to um, your faith tradition? Is it, to your, is it your family, your job, your material blessings, the personal growth you've experienced in the past year? Is it more about hope for the next year than about what's happened in the past? Whatever that is that comes up at the holiday, it can be a little bit of a measuring stick. Um, and sometimes that can be, if you're like me, sometimes that can be uh, to one's own detriment. Right? Holidays for me, as I've mentioned before, can sometimes be where I look back on the previous year since the last time we had the holiday and I find myself wanting. Like I'm not quite where I hoped I would be or I set these goals that I didn't quite meet or I don't have what I hope to have and other people seem to. Uh, it took me a while to kind of unravel uh, from that. But whatever it is for you with Thanksgiving, the holiday is here. And what I'd like to talk about today is maybe a few things to ponder as you go about the week. Uh, I'd like to talk about the holiday itself first from two national contexts. Okay, so now let's start with the United States. Okay? In the U.S., uh, it is one of the dominant holidays of the year. It is one of the biggest ones on the basis of, obviously, of travel, on the basis of expenditure on, on menu items, <laughs> you name it on uh, big traditions like uh, the Macy's the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade in New York, uh, NFL football. Uh, there used to be two games every Thanksgiving. Now there's three. All of those things, whatever they might be, uh, that it's really a dominant holiday. It's also celebrated uh, by our neighbors to the north in a very similar way up in Canada. Their Thanksgiving is the second Monday of October every year. And uh, there is some overlap with the menu items. Uh, turkey is usually uh, pretty prevalent. Mashed potatoes of some sort is prevalent. There's other things like they have like harvest rice dish that probably doesn't make it into most American ones. Uh, mincemeat pies alongside pumpkin pies. Butternut squash soup can be popular or onion soup with Gruyere cheese um, over the top of it. Uh, there's some differences there, but uh, nevertheless, it is about celebrating the harvest, and, and Canadians are much embrace the whole cornucopia idea, like the ram's horn full of, you know, vegetables and things like that, centerpieces. That's pretty popular up there as well. Uh, but they do come from similar roots. Now, what I want to talk about, though, is how these have changed over time. And when we talk about Thanksgiving being a traditional holiday, um, I'm going to challenge that idea because uh, traditional itself, I think, is a is a bit of a misnomer when we talk about it. So. Uh, because I truly do believe that all holidays are more about the present, really, than they are about the past. I think we, we tend to use the past as a way to say, this is why we do this, because it feels good. 
And that's not to say that the past is bad. However, uh, in some ways, some places it can get in the way. In the United States, of course, Thanksgiving is based in the story of what happened in 1621 in Plymouth, Massachusetts, where Puritan settlers held a Thanksgiving meal, if you will, with the uh, Wampanoag native peoples of the area. And that, of course, has taken on a life of its own. It has long since, to public perception or you know, sort of larger historical memory of the American people, has long since become myth. Now, it's, it's really in the news a lot this year because this is the 400th anniversary of that. And so that has highlighted a lot more discussions in the media about the actual story, what part of it is true, what part of it isn't, as well as the protests that are held by Native American peoples in New England every single year about the holiday and have been for years. Those have been highlighted more this year uh, than any year in recent memory that I can remember. Uh, And that is sort of seen as the first Thanksgiving. Well, here's where I get to put my historian hat on and uh, and either be the the giver of new information that you will find exciting, or I will be the, uh, the uh, what's the word, the buzzkill. <laughs> okay. uh, that was not the first Thanksgiving in North America, not by a long shot. <laughs> the first one that's sort of the, the big one that everyone remembers actually happened in Canada, our neighbors to the north, in 1578 in Newfoundland. Uh, and it's, the person it's identified with most was a guy named Martin Frobisher. I think I'm pronouncing that right. To my Canadian friends, I'm sorry if I got that wrong. Uh, He was an explorer as well as a pirate, which is interesting. And he declared a day of thanks um, in 1578 after safely crossing the Atlantic with his crew to Newfoundland and celebrated with, you know, that as well as the harvest time that was happening, that they were all going to survive. Because this was a real thing. Days of thanks are not unique to North America. They exist practically everywhere else on Earth. And they usually coincide with the end of harvest. Because if you had a successful harvest, it meant you were going to live through the winter because you had enough to survive, (laughs) right? And even right now, with all the challenges we face in this country with supply chains and inflation, and there's not nearly as many cans of pumpkin available this year as there usually is, we aren't worried about making it through the winter, frankly. Okay, So those, those days exist and have existed for a really long time. Well, it was Frobisher who declared the first one. What is now, um, was now none of it, actually, is, is where this actually happened. But Thanksgiving, as what we know it, didn't start then. Days of thanks could be declared in provinces, in towns, in states, depending on the time, before they became national holidays in either Canada or in the United States. But it's in the 19th century where this whole idea of Thanksgiving become a national holiday in both countries really took root. And they came out of difficult religious and political circumstances in the moment. They weren't based in tradition. So, for example, in the 1850s is when the push began in Canada for there to be a national day of thanks to God for all the blessings that people have been given. And that's because church leaders in Canada were becoming increasingly alarmed in the 1850s by the appeal of Charles Darwin's Origin of Species. So out of anxiety... They called for a day of national thanks to God for bounty and blessings. And also, they also, some of them said, for the blessings of not being in the United States at the time. Because, of course, in 1850s, 1857, the U.S. was on its way towards the Civil War. And speaking of the Civil War, in 1863, in the middle of that conflict, President Lincoln formalized the Thanksgiving holiday in the United States. 
and it wasn't given the official day of the fourth Thursday of uh, November. That came later. But he was the one who declared it a national holiday. Prior to that, it had actually been divisive because in the South, a day of Thanksgiving that was tied back to the Puritans, New England Yankees, was not exactly a fun idea for them to consider that they wanted to adopt. And there were others who resented the idea of having a religious holiday put forward by the federal government in such a way. The separation of church and state. Some saw this as a violation. If you were going to have a thanks of a day of thanks to God for everybody, you were crossing over between uh, government and state. So there are plenty of people who were against it. So this idea that Thanksgiving has always been this unifying force in American life is simply not true historically. And even during the Civil War, it wasn't going to be a source of unity. It wasn't until after the Civil War and the South had been defeated and the government in Washington was dominated by northern politicians that there was a push to really turn this into a national holiday. And even then it took time for it to be adopted in the South and in the Western territories that were being expanded into and settled. All of that really doesn't emerge until the 1920s. Now, before we get there, in 1908, up in Canada, Canadian rail companies pushed for their Thanksgiving holiday to be on a Monday so that it could be a three-day weekend in which hopefully Canadians would use trains to travel to see their families. <laughs> and so it got moved to a Monday. So it's always on a Monday. Uh, and it wasn't until 1957 that the Canadian government said, okay, it is now officially on the second Monday of October every year. Because every year they're having to declare what day it was going to be. And they just decided, the heck with that, let's just pick a day. Now, prior to that, in the 1930s, in the midst of the Depression, President Roosevelt tried to move Thanksgiving from where it had been practiced that fourth uh, Thursday of November to a week early to hopefully kick off the holiday shopping season earlier to encourage people to maybe get out and buy more, right, to help out with the Depression. Now, it didn't really go anywhere, and eventually it became officially uh, put on that day, uh, the, the fourth Thursday of, of uh, November. And by that, by the time we get to after World War II, in Canada, certainly, the holiday had been stripped of its religious underpinnings and it's simply just become a day for thanks, um, which has a lot of power to it. And I'll, I'll get back to that in a little bit. In the U.S., meanwhile, in the 20th century, the power of the Plymouth story uh, emerged again, not just as a way to unite the country in the wake of the Civil War, but a way to kind of talk about in the midst of all the conflicts that emerged at the end of the 19th century and into the 20th century, a way to put forward a larger American idea of a significant development. In the 1920s, Gimbel's department store in New York City, employees of Gimbel's put together a Thanksgiving parade to celebrate the fact that they had jobs in the States and to point out there are plenty of immigrants now pursuing the American dream in New York City and elsewhere. That is the birth of what becomes the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. It started with immigrants. And the idea was to celebrate this idea that America welcomed all peoples and they could all be a part of this larger unified American vision, even if it didn't necessarily fit with the reality on the ground all the time. Uh, other things that became, that we now see as tradition. Uh, the first Thanksgiving football game was actually in 1876 when Princeton played Yale. <laughs> now, the only people who could see that were the people at the game, obviously. But that was the first day that something popular was introduced as a way to, you know, 
have to be a little bit more celebratory, maybe more of a larger public holiday. The Detroit Lions and the Chicago Bears played their first game uh, on Thanksgiving Day 1934, and the Lions have been playing on uh, Thanksgiving Day every year since then. The Dallas Cowboys joined them in 1966, and with the exception of a couple years, also play on Thanksgiving uh, every year. And so I grew up with the tradition of always expecting those those two football games on Thanksgiving. So in that sense, it's a tradition to me, even though it isn't a tradition that goes back centuries. <laughs> um, even the menu is malleable, right? The idea of turkey, the Plymouth story, the only record we have of what they actually had was that orders had gone out for for the pilgrims to go fowling, as they called it. So that could have been turkey. It could have been swan. It could have been a duck. could have been goose. I don't know. But turkey developed over time. Another one of my favorites is cranberries. The reason why cranberries are Thanksgiving, <laughs> it's actually a very simple reason. It's one of the few native fruits to North America. So it's one of the few that's available. And it was also really vital to help people not get scurvy during the winter. <laughs> this was before all the fruits that can help with that had made their way to the U.S. and were being grown on a regular basis. So cranberries, that's where they come from. Now, cranberry sauce with sugar in it wasn't even invented until the 19th century. Right? So these are all things that take time to develop. And of course, in all areas of this country, in Canada, local traditions develop over time for Thanksgiving. Local parades or local turkey bowls or uh, running events, community events. Uh, and then, of course, within those areas, family traditions develop. And yet, even though we anchor a lot in tradition, we say that we do, uh, those traditions usually <laughs> don't go back all that far. Right? So I guess what I'm saying is the idea of traditional is in and of itself not all that traditional. <laughs> and it raises the question, I re the reason I bring this up is because it can become really easy to get stuck in what the holidays are supposed to be, in this holiday in particular, of what it's supposed to be and what it's not, what we're supposed to do and what we're not supposed to do what we're supposed to be thankful for and what we're not supposed to be thankful for. It can be really easy to say, well, I should be thankful for all this and therefore not pay attention to all these things that are problems. I don't think that's necessarily the truth. It's also true the other way, right? Why should I be thankful when I have all of these problems? Well, because <laughs> there's probably things that you can be thankful for, despite whatever those problems might be. At its best, it's a holiday that can push us to taking a good look at what we're about, a good look at what we care about, and a good look at where we want to go and how we would like things to be for ourselves. And in this sense, I think Thanksgiving can be a good, a good kind of selfish holiday if we let it be. The good selfish meaning, what can, what can I do or what can we each individually do for ourselves at Thanksgiving that gives us that deep sense of gratitude, thankfulness, whatever you want to call it, which then, anchored in that, we have that much more to give to the people around us, whether those are the people in our family, whether that's the community at large, whether that's to the national conversation about whatever issues might be going on. If we can't ground that in who we are and our okayness with ourselves, we're not going to have a whole lot to not only give thanks for, but not a whole lot to give out. And that's what's fun about the name Thanksgiving. I realized the idea was you're supposed to give thanks. But really, in a lot of ways, those two words side by side is what we can actually do. Thanks and then giving to 
to others, to ourselves even. Right? And that could look different for everybody. I said a few weeks ago, I encouraged everybody to add or subtract to the holidays, including this one, however you like, which may not always be easy when it comes to family traditions if you decide to buck them. A handful of years ago, I decided to do a Thanksgiving on my own because I'd never really done one before. And it was a little tough for my family at first. They were confused. They didn't understand why. And I had to explain to them, well, this has nothing to do with not wanting to be with you. I just want to do something for myself more this year. And we've had a lot of conversations about it since then. And I've had some Thanksgivings on my own and some with them. And this year I'll be with my parents and I'm really excited about it. But it was something that I wanted to do for me. And I have other friends who do different things. I have one friend who every year goes on a long walk with a pen and like a notepad and a, and a pen and writes down everything over the past year that they have thanks for. And sometimes that walk lasts 30 minutes. Sometimes it lasts three hours. Another family I know rotates the food choices every year. <laughs> they don't just stick to turkey. They do prime rib or whatever. Um, and that's another fun. I have a friend this year who's doing French cuisine menu with her kids instead of the traditional spread. And there's a lot of reasons for that. And they're really excited about it uh, because it's something new. So it's not to say that if you like the traditions of Thanksgiving, there's a problem. I would just say, make sure you're doing them because you do like them. And don't just go along with them because everyone else does. Right? The holiday can be yours that way. And here's the second idea I'd like to put out besides that one that Let's remember that holidays aren't all that traditional. <laughs> They're very modern and very recent. The second idea is I think maybe it's time, at least in this country, United States, to let this holiday go from its mythological moorings in the not what has become the non-historical story of Plymouth. Might be time to let it go. It doesn't go very far. It's totally arbitrary that we have assigned this holiday to that route, considering there are tons of days of thanks all over the place in history that have not been grabbed onto as the root of a national holiday. If we must have in the United States, if we must have a day that we can focus on, can't we just do it on the day when Lincoln declared it in 1863 as a reason to give thanks, even though the country was in the midst of a war that no one was thankful for? Maybe we can root it at that. At least then we'd be remembering that that war ended with slavery being gone. That's worth being thankful about. If we must have a date, can we put it there? And no, I don't care what the South thinks. On that. <laughs> I don't. Because <laughs> okay? slavery needed to be gone and the union needed to win that war. Nevertheless, if we got to have one, let's have that one instead. Because at least that's one is based in historical fact. Ideally, can we just learn from our neighbors from the North on this one? They have a day of thanks now because giving thanks is good. <laughs> they don't have it tied to a national story. The story about Martin Frobisher is just simply that. It hasn't reached mythological status in Canada, as far as I know. And it's not a story that incites division everywhere, like it can in this country. Right? The whole Plymouth story is an example of how history can actually become a hindrance when it crosses over into myth. And we take how we feel in the present and say, the reason why this is valid today is because 400 years ago this happened. The distance from something to today does not make it more important inherently. It just does not, particularly when it becomes a myth. History is used by people as a usable past to make sense of the present. But if, it's, if we're going to do that, it needs to be based in the fact of what history is and what it was at the time. Otherwise, it is open to manipulation, misuse, 
and building our holidays on the basis of lies. <laughs> Wouldn't it be much easier <laughs> to have a holiday that's just based on the emotional and spiritual connection we have to giving thanks? When somebody gives us something that we appreciate, what do we say? Thank you. <laughs> and we feel that appreciation. And then we feel like giving something back. Not just to that person or maybe to somebody else. That's a human thing that we're wired to do. Can't the holiday just be about that? What I'm telling you is it can be for me. That's what it is. I'm not going to be thinking too much about Plymouth at Thanksgiving. I'm going to be thinking about the things I am thankful for now. And I've been over the last year and I've got plenty. There's plenty on my list. I'm thankful for this show that I've been able to do it 46 times now and that all of you are here to listen to it and all the things I've learned in that process. For the other podcast I'm a part of, Breaking Up With Our BS, that getting off the ground. For the community that the communities that I'm becoming a part of, for my deepening relationships with friends and family, for the letting go of old things <laughs> that no longer serve me, for a greater appreciation of things outside what I grew up expecting to be the right way to live, everything from material things to anything else. More discernment, more peace, more connection, more self-value. Those things um, I'm very thankful for. And again, it comes back to what I'm able to hold in order for me to turn around and give to somebody else. This is a holiday that should not need the justification of a 400-year-old myth that we've chosen to emphasize as the story. It doesn't need that to be an effective holiday because being thankful is one of the best parts of who we all are as human beings. So wherever that lands for you this week, I hope you have a wonderful Thanksgiving celebration, however you celebrate it. Make it something memorable for you first, and then you'll be able to better give that out to others and help them have a good one too. So be sure to give thanks to others, to give thanks for what you have, for what you've learned, for what you're able to give, and use it as a launching pad for this holiday season as we continue through it, to let go of all those old things that don't serve. And it's also a reminder, I would say, don't let your own history become a hindrance to you either. You can remember it and honor it without being enslaved to it and without turning it into a myth. And I hope today gave you something to think about. Thank you for spending this time with me today on this episode of This Show is All About You. I am your host, J.D.K. Winnikin. You can uh, look me up at wordsbyjdk.com or on my social media feeds, would love to chat with you more about this and anything else you'd like to talk about. And enjoy your Thanksgiving. And until I see you next week when we're going to talk about another historical topic, chins up, everyone. 